everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Joy Stone, and today we have Tom Martin. Hope you enjoy. I was just um I just had a message from my um auntie and she was telling me that um I should go get a COVID test because of my tonsillitis. Because oh, yeah. my family won't let me go on holidays because I won't get a test. Oh yeah. And then she said that one of her one of her school students' parents um, unfortunately passed away from COVID, if, if that's the case. And now they're using that as the reference point for me to eat my words and go get a COVID test. So um, it's already happening within the family, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, anyway, so, so it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, that is fucking crazy. So <laughs> I, 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 I take it that your family's been wrapped up in the whole... The whole fucking media hype and all the rest of it as well, then. Yeah, well, um, my mum's side definitely. I don't really have much of a uh, relationship with my father, uh, but I would imagine he would be in the exact same boat as myself. Uh, we're very much alike. It's just because we butt heads a lot, obviously. Uh, but my wife and I are very much on the same page. But um, yeah, it's definitely very hard to deal with my mum's side of the family unfortunately uh they're just kind of hell-bent on this whole perspective that yeah everything they hear from the media is um accurate um and they use it as the the kind of the catalyst to kind of push their point across to me so you know luckily i'm just a bit thick-skinned and i can deal with it yeah that is that is fucking scary because it's happening with everyone on a mask yeah, it is yeah absolutely yeah yep um and you wouldn't think that it'd be your family necessarily well, no. Usually, your family and friends, are, you know, generally speaking, except you for same, what you want to do, or have the same views as well. You know, mm, the mm, people that mm. sort of raised right. you and all the rest of it, and to see such a divide in not just yourself but everyone in general, it's crazy, mm. mental. Mm. Um, yep, it is. It's ridiculous. Mm. So, I will get you to introduce yourself. <laughs> Even though we flew half flew in. Oh, okay, it. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so just a little bit of background. So, um, yep. So um, yeah, I uh, I'm 26 uh, in April. Actually, this um, this Easter weekend. Oh, uh, I've been married for four years. Um, oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, I've got Huck's two years old. Uh, Zena's just about to turn one. Um, and, uh, we've got our third on the way very early days, but, um, it's pretty, pretty chaotic over here. We just kind of, yeah, keep popping them out, unfortunately, <laughs> I guess, especially with the way that the world's going. It's, it's a bit, bit confronting. What um, am I doing? What but, am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, basically I do, uh, deliveries, uh, for childcare centers, delivering their food. I, I'm not sure where you are geographically, but, um, I'm North Brisbane and, uh, I pick up all the food from Southside and drive up to Gympie every day, uh, delivering to about 20 centers. So when I get home, I'm back into study. I study psychology and philosophy. Um, I'm in my second year of doing it. Um, and basically that doesn't give me much time to do much else. So yeah, nice. <laughs> being six, not a... Yeah, being six not too too good, um, but it is what it is. Unfortunately, you gotta you gotta take it as it comes. So. Yeah. So how's yeah. the tonsillitis treating you? Because I know that I've had it quite a few times, and I fucking hate it. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, I've actually I, I, the last eight months I've suffered pretty bad with my health. Um, I don't really know why. I think it's probably because we do have children, and their little germ, you know, manifests, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. run yeah. around the place. Um, but other than that. Um, 
Yeah, the tonsillitis isn't too bad. It's it's more the the headaches, the migraines that come with it. Like the throat's not really that bad, um, but it's more if you're driving and you're on the road and you're a bit fatigued and everything of the sort. It's it's not really recommended to be behind the wheel. So um, yeah, obviously I went to work yesterday morning thinking that I was okay, but yeah, I wasn't. So <laughs> I had to cut short, and my boss had to come up and take over. But um, yeah, I, I actually feel okay. I could have gone to work today, but. The doctor said to have off till tomorrow, so I'm not going to complain, not going to argue for so, once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I know that you know it's tonsillitis. There's no mistaking it. But <clears throat> yeah. when it comes yeah. to tonsillitis and what we're dealing with at the moment, and you've already brought up your auntie in particular, what what about your mm. your boss? What, about, what did he? Is he pushing you to have this fucking uh, PCR test or whatever? No, he's not. Um, our our work actually, um, our work actually uh, told us that we had to wear masks. Um, and I actually told my boss straight away that I'm not wearing a mask, especially if I got tonsillitis. Um, I don't really want to be breathing in that sort of crap. No. Um, and he was in agreement. He said, "Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Um, you know, just be be smart about it um, and and go from there." But um, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, what I do is not really his responsibility anyway. His responsibility was to tell us all to wear masks, and that's what he's done, and it's up to me whether I choose to obey by those regulations. Um, and I've made a pretty strong stance. I've, you know, got multiple studies in my filing cabinet behind me showing that, you know, the masks don't do anything. Um, if anything, especially if you're not sick, they, they make you sick. <laughs> um, and it's just not... Yeah, it's just not beneficial. So, you know, I, I actually work in a really good company um, and the head office is actually down in Sydney. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're the little subgroup up in Brisbane. We're only a small team of about 15 people. Uh, but no, I've actually yeah, got a really good relationship with my boss. So, um, yeah, no, he was, he was fine. He actually got a COVID test on, I think it was Saturday, just gone, um, because his uh, missus was going over to Perth. Right. Uh, and just to make sure, obviously, that, you know, no one had COVID. And uh, he said when they shoved the thing up his nose, they, they did something and he had a blood nose for the next five to ten minutes. <laughs> Poor bugger. <laughs> but he came back negative. So that's what I said. I said, well, wait, I, I'm around you 24-7, basically. So, um, you know, every every morning I'm with you for about an hour to, to half an hour, um, you know, and if you had it, and the UK strain especially, oh, well, yeah. I definitely have it. No, you know, and if you're negative, well, then I don't have it. So, yeah. So, the, so there's even a, a better one now, double mutant fucking strain from somewhere as well. They're carrying on. A, I, I didn't even read the article. I read the headline. I was like, nah, <laughs> that is fucking way, way too much for me. Yeah. But apparently that's a thing yeah. now too. Yeah. So. Um, do you have any do you have any perspectives of where they come from, how they work, or anything of the sort, or you just think it's a, a whole bunch of hogwash? So look, I I think there is a obviously there's a coronavirus. Yes, I. Yep. Absolutely, you can't deny that. Yep. I I don't know how mm. some people do, but um, mm. Mm. I don't know. Every time it seems to be dying down in the news, or you know you you start feeling like it's getting back to normal. Something else happens. There's a UK strain and there's a fucking outbreak in Iran that's going to kill everyone. Or yeah. you know, There's always yeah. something. There's always something. Um, I don't know. I don't... I haven't read a lot of news articles and, 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 and stories and all this sort of thing. I've been looking at, at places like Florida and comparing it to fucking... Um, 
that other fucking shithole over there. Um, New York? No, the other one. Shit. The other one? Yeah, the other one. <laughs> California? California, yes. So Los I've Angeles? Been, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I've been just looking at the, the case numbers between those two. Like, Florida's, they, they never shut down. Then, oh, well, you know, not like fucking California did anyway. Mm, and mm, they've mm, got mm. less deaths, less infections. There's fucking, they're living their life. Mm. Um, you know, mm. places like Sweden versus England, same fucking uh, situation, you know. I, so situation, yeah. I haven't really looked into it for a long time. Um, the guy that I had mm, on the, my mm. podcast last time, uh, just last gone, um, yeah, he he's been he's been right into it, uh, but mm. and and he filled me in on a lot of a lot of details that I'd missed out on. But yeah, I just uh, I'm well I'm well and truly over it, really. And now, oh, mate, I'm I'm the same. Yeah, mm. and it gets I, to that point. Yeah, I'm I'm literally hundreds of kilometers away from where uh, this in, infection breakout thing is hundreds of kilometers right and there are people that are further away from from the the Mm. epicenter if you will than me and we've Mm. got to wear Mm. our masks as well like what the fuck is that i went into the service station this morning and it was like no you you wear your mask wear your mask i was like holy fuck what are you talking about (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah that was that's right quite interesting for me to learn this morning Mm-hmm. Well, well, in that situation, personally, um, as as you're well aware, that I actually know the the gentleman that um, you know got got the got the virus, and uh, I actually know the person he got it off too because they were friends of mine. And uh, oh, the th- irony of it all is, is that yeah, this is the guy that had the party, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the party, yeah. So what actually happened is is. Is it, is it was either two or three weeks ago prior to him getting the test. And it was actually a birthday kind of pub crawl with some friends in his family. Right. And, um, you know, they did everything by the books. They didn't do anything illegal, anything of the sort. Um, now, the, the original person that got COVID and got tested, um, obviously, you know, came into contact with my, my, my friend and he got tested on the Thursday just gone. And that's where the party situation had absolutely nothing to do with the entire testing situation. It was actually outside the two-week kind of, um, you know, what would they say, you know, backtracking um, period from when he got the test. And when he got the test, he was told to isolate. He went and isolated, but he lives with four different, uh, three different guys. Um, and when he got home, like, where else is he meant to isolate? There's three roommates that, that that share the house. So there was nothing he could do. Um, as for the fifth person, I'm not too sure about the details about that. It might have been uh, one of the guys who I know personally. I know all the roommates personally. It might have been one of their girlfriends or something. Um, but at the end of the day, the guy did everything correct. Like, he did everything he, he could. Um, and they completely blew it out of proportion. He, you know, I, I spoke to him personally and he was saying, like, all the backlash and everything he was getting was really, really stressing him out. Oh, um, I don't know whether you watched the news, but he actually... Yeah, he, he came out and had an interview saying that they literally just stuffed up, you know, terribly. So then the government comes out and goes, oh, yeah, well, we don't really know what happened, um, but all we know is is that we're not apologising mm. and uh, we're still going to go into lockdown. Oh, you know, and it's like, mate, if you're... If, no, of course not. And the thing is, is you've got to understand, like, if, if people think that... Because I, I think Anastasia Palaszczuk said that because of the, in, the false information she was, um, she was given 
basically she was going to shut down the whole of Queensland. Um, and now that because that's changed, it's just Greater Brisbane. And what's so ironic is at the time she decided to shut down the Greater Brisbane is there was only four cases. And last time the Greater Brisbane had to shut down, there was only one. So this is where if people actually believe that, you know, I think that's personally a bit of a psyop that she was making out that, you know, luckily they, they got on top of it, which they wouldn't have gotten on top of it if he didn't say anything. Mm. So, you know what I mean? And that's why I go, no, at the end of the day, they were planning to shutting down Brisbane. There was no, in my opinion, no Queensland shutdown whatsoever because it wouldn't, it, you can't just shut down things in, in, you know, two hours of hearing the true story. It would have had to take, in, you know, at least a day for them to come up with their plan about how they were going to go about this. And that's why sure. I go, nothing changed. Yeah, for sure. They've just implemented the same plan that was predicated on the 25-person party. That's all they've done. Yeah, you know? for sure. And that's, that's primarily why I'm not, not going to be fighting by any of these, these guidelines because um, it was predicated on a lie. And they're not even apologising for it. So why would I trust these people? Why would I abide by these people when they're known to lie? Um, you know, people can have their own opinion, but their integrity shot to pieces, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, like I say, it's each to their own, and I'll take accountability for what, what repercussions come my way, you know? Yeah, sure. So, in with the sh- with the lockdowns, like it's three days, right? So, as far as I'm aware, coronavirus take can incubate in the body for fourteen days. Yeah. So where's this yep. three days? What what good is that going to do? Like, it's going to drive people that potentially have it into their home and infect uh, the other people in their home. Um, it, it, not much of this makes sense to me and I haven't mm. been able to find anyone that can make sense of it for me, especially mm. this three-day thing. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I guess it doesn't make sense to me either. I agree with you. The only thing that I can think of is that they use the three days to actually do that tracking. Um, but again, like you say, it's like even if it takes you three days, if people aren't aware of what information is being put on social media, they've missed the news, um, you know, they're actually refusing to get COVID tested, uh, whatever it might be. It's like the whole system's flawed. Like, and lots it's not, of that It's happens. not legitimate. Lots of that That's happens. right. That's exactly right. Like, mm. I didn't know about so the mask, mask mandate until this morning, so... <laughs> well, neither did I actually. I didn't. Well, I knew it for us in Brisbane here, but um, I didn't know it for the, the whole of Queensland. Oh yeah. You know, I, I saw a post. Saw a post. Someone saying they were living 800 kilometres away from the epicenter, or oh no, actually, it might have been Gladstone, and they're saying like we got to wear a bloody mask. It's yeah. like, what's going on? My, Seriously. My you know? my old man, he lives up there uh, past Jinjin somewhere, and and he sent me a photo this morning, all masked up on the job site. It was funny <laughs> as fuck. What the fuck is going yeah. on? Why? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And and on top of that, my friend, he ain't even sick. He, I literally spoke to him yesterday. He said, "Mate, I've had I've had worse flus. I've had worse colds." He goes, "This is does nothing compared to some of the sicknesses I've had." So he's actually um, obviously. Well, this is what I said to him, and this is where it gets a bit interesting because he's quite skeptical of it as well. But he understands, well, he's a bit different to me. He's a bit more, look, I'll just do what I'm told just to simply get on with it, you know. Um, and he said, he goes, no, look, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily all real. Um, obviously, there is some form of virus out there that's caused by SARS-CoV, uh, sorry, illness caused by SARS-CoV-2. But uh-huh. as to how they're actually finding that is what's important. And um, 
I don't know whether you're aware of the cycle counts with the PCR test, which is predominantly what you know is actually um, diagnosing these these uh, these illnesses, and that's why he actually said he's going to ask the the you know, the health officials how many cycles um, they actually did with his RNA sample, because if it's above a certain threshold. By all the statutes from the American government, the World Health Organization, um, there's a New York Times article with all these different um, specialists within, within, you know, the microbiology and everything of the sort, saying that if you go above that 35 cycle threshold, basically it's 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 yeah not really something that we can go off. Um, and weirdly enough, the World Health Organization had to come out with a document, sending it out to all the, lab uh, the laboratories that were doing these testings, actually reminding them to make sure that they do the correct cycle counts. <laughs> so you just have to go like, and then, you know, all the fact checkers come out and they go, oh, you know, that's not what happened. But then in their little, you know, down the bottom where they actually have their, you know, what, what they believe is actually the case, they were just reminding them to, oh, uh, to, yeah. to keep within that cycle threshold count. And I said to my wife, I said, I've never heard a teacher reprimand a kid or remind a kid to behave in class when he's behaving in class because you don't actually need to remind him anything. It's the people that are not doing the right thing that you have to remind them to do the right thing. So as far as I'm concerned, it's just a complete sham. And um, that, that's the Achilles heel for me personally about this whole entire situation is the PCR test, yeah. Yeah, so I've seen on uh, Facebook, you know, where everyone else gets their news as well, uh, the... There's a meme floating yeah. around about the the creator of the PCR test saying that if you use it incorrectly, yep. you can get anything out of anyone. Out of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this is, is this the test we should be using? Like really? Uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Well, that's right. And Carrie Mullis, if you aren't aware, um, the first thing I thought is I went, well, if that's what he actually said, and I've watched the video, I'll be doing a video on the PCR test um, in a couple of days. But the thing is, is if Carrie Mullis actually said that, why hasn't he come out? That's a question. Like, why hasn't he come out and actually said, you know, mate, this this test that I got a Nobel uh, Chemistry Prize for, um, you know, it's not meant to be diagnosing people. Well, I'll tell you why he hasn't come out because he died three months before the coronavirus outbreak, just coincidentally. And, you know, like I say, they say that he died of pneumonia, whatever you want to call it. But I just go, I just think it's very, very suspicious that, that there was a guy that, in my opinion, from what I understand, he was quite, you know, quite able. He was quite young as well within the scheme of things. And, um, you know, three months prior to the outbreak of the virus, he dies. And it's like, you know, it's just like, I do, I, I know that it's a straw man argument and it's not necessarily something that backs up a claim, but I just go, it's just weird. And when you see that amongst a lot of history, a lot of other bits of information, not even regarding coronavirus, but just in general, um, people that speak of the truth and, you know, whistleblowers and then they go missing sort of thing. It's just like, come on, like you can, you can somewhat put two and two together, you know, but um, yeah, he, he does. He says that he goes, you can find anything in anybody because it's an amplification tool that amplifies the sample of the DNA, basically square roots it. And, you know, if you, I think if it gets to about the 30, the 30 cycle threshold, um, you basically got like one to the power of a billion, uh, you know, different strands of DNA that when they can compile them, that's where you start seeing what you've actually got within the DNA. And uh, obviously, you can imagine if you go one more cycle, well, then it just magnifies a ridiculous amount. It gets to a point where it just it incrementally goes and then it just starts blowing up, uh, which is right. precisely why he said. 
That's right. That's right. And that's why he says precisely you shouldn't be using it as a diagnosis tool because in that video where he claims what you've stated, um, he says that basically um, it's it's not going to tell you whether what you actually have in your system is actually making you sick or that it was going to make you sick um, because, like you say, you can find anything in anybody. So, yeah, exactly right. It's And then that's how you get these false positives because if you just keep amplifying it, he actually says that most molecules, most atoms, most whatever you want to call it, generally are in the human body. Um, but they're just so minor that that's what the whole point of the PCR test was so that we could study those specific, you know, elements of, of the molecular level of the human body. Um, not to actually say, well, you've got coronavirus. You know? uh, so, yeah, it's, it's like I say, if that's the, the creator of the PCR test, like you've got to start scratching your head. But if you didn't know this, just some more information, um, the emergency use authorization. Uh, just like the vaccines where they say they can approve uh, medical products that are not actually approved, they're actually allowed to approve unapproved methods of approved medical products for diagnosis. And again, Hang what do you a, need in order to do that? Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, it's, it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll repeat it, I'll repeat it because it is a bit of a mouthful. So with the vaccines, sure. you've got, they can approve unapproved medical treatment. Yeah. Okay. With the medical testing of diagnosis, they can approve unapproved methods of using approved medical instruments and, and what have you for diagnosis. So this is where it gets back to, do we really have an emergency? Because if the emergency is predicated on a PCR test, that can be fraudulent. It can be fraudulent yeah. because anyone can make it fraudulent. You can for actually sure. make it fraudulent. Well, then it's, it's easy to raise that emergency rate and use the PCR test continually. So it's kind of like this loop to me. I just go like, it's just set up that it's just going to continue revolving, you know? And like I say, there's, in my opinion, there's going to be no end to it. We're just going to keep having this whole situation um, because people aren't calling out, you know, the, the fraudulent aspects of, of this whole entire situation. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it will ever stop until we mm. as people decide it's time to stop. To stop. You know what I mean? That's right. So, yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. It seems like, like I said on, uh, earlier, you know, it seems like every time that it starts to slow down, it starts to get back to what normal was, there's something new. There's mm. a new outbreak. There's, there's mm. a new strain. It just, mm. it always seems to, mm. it always seems to happen. Always. Mm, um, mm. That's right, yeah. Have you have you looked into anything like psychologically, uh, how it's affecting people's brain, like the, the ever-hanging present danger of, you know, this fucking virus that we yes, can't yep. see? Not only that, the locked, the fear of being locked down in, in record time whenever, the, you know, there's <laughs> one outbreak even down in Brisbane and, and the greater Brisbane's locked down. So have you yep. looked into that at all? Yeah, look, um, I've looked into a particular study and I'm trying to find it. It's one of those things now I've gotten into the habit of when I read something, I'll bookmark it so that I, I, I know where it is. There was a study I read that actually said that when a disease is prevalent within a society, the society is more susceptible to giving up their freedoms. And like, clearly that's the case. Right? Sure, um, absolutely. And, and that's... 
that, that's right. And, and I, I, that blew my mind. It's like, well, we kind of knew that, but if the studies show it, well, then it's, it's starting to make sense that people like ourselves that are kind of going, well, hang on, something's going on here and something's got to give and we shouldn't be giving up our freedoms. We're actually against the multitude because psychologically speaking, when it's fear-mongered into us via, because you've got to understand, like, I mean, for the last year and a half, this is all we've been bashed over the heads with, yeah. you know, and people start, to, irrelevant of what your perspective is, people can't hide from the fact, especially if they have some form of trust in their authorities, um, that they're, they're willing to do what the authorities say because they know more, you know, and they're the hierarchy of, you know, the, 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 the knowledge and power and everything. Um, so that I found that study quite interesting. There's two more studies. I'm pretty sure uh, most people have probably heard of the Milgram experiment, which if you haven't, um, basically in a nutshell, it was an experiment um, created by Stanley Milgram. And what he wanted to prove was is that the people in the Nazis, uh, the Nazi regime weren't actually as evil as we perceive they were. And the experiment was predicated on having an authority figure as such, the scientists, that simply told the subject to push an electrocution shock onto uh, a victim in the other room. Now, obviously, there was no victim in the other room. But amazingly, I think if I remember correctly, it was like 40 to 50% or something of the sort went beyond the threshold that was actually considered dangerous. And I think it was 7% went up to the full, I think it was 600 volts. Um, and that was just purely, purely because someone was telling them to do it for absolutely no reason other than someone telling them to do it. And there was another group of scientists that actually decided to do a study that replicated it to determine whether the authority actually changed the person's perception of, of obedience to power. And they did it in a TV show situation where if the person got the question wrong, um, the person would have to press a button and would have to shock them. And again, the experiment showed that just due to the TV host, the audience that were there, everything of the sort, um, they basically found that, yeah, with any authority telling you to do something, absolutely no reason, irrelevant of what they're actually asking you to do, nine times out of 10, people will just actually do it. And um, this is where with the authorities implementing these laws and everything of the sort, that's why it's hard for me to kind of process because I just go, well, I expect everyone to follow because that's what these studies actually indicate, you know. Um, but it reveals a lot about humanity because it's the truth. We just we 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 just do what we're told. Um, and you know, when someone actually starts arcing up and, and and trying to speak truth and and just common sense, all of a sudden they're ridiculed and shouted down, which is precisely what the Nazis did. They actually the community, not the actual Nazis, but the actual German people, they dehumanized people that weren't on board with them or weren't German. For example, the Jews dehumanized them. That when they started wiping out all the all the Jews. No one really was opposed to it within the community of the German people because they'd been brainwashed that that was what should happen. And I see that's what, what's going to happen with the um, the vaccine. It's not that we're going to get wiped out, but we're going to be dehumanised for those who want this vaccine because they're the ones that are kind of putting a halt to the progression of the society. Um, you know, and I think I may have made a comment or, or, or two on the um, mRNA page that we follow um, saying that, everyone's okay with basically going, oh, freedom of choice, you know, freedom of medical, you know, choice and everything of the sort. But it's only until they can't start flying. It's only until they can't start going to the pubs because people like me refuse to get vaccines. And then all of a sudden they do a, you know, complete 180 and they'll start ridiculing you, telling me to grow and go vaccinate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've looked into the psychological part of it, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's quite damning. It's, it's quite scary what potentially um, may, may actually occur. Yeah. yeah. Peer pressure is a real thing. You, you, they teach it in school. Mm. Like, you know, it's it's a real thing. You only need a certain percentage of, of people to um 
to be on board and they'll and they'll push that narrative and and generally speaking they are mm. the loudest people in the room that's right that's exactly right and there's a that's why they have the um you know the term the home home crowd advantage you know hometown advantage in in, in sport it's like because when people are yelling at you and, and they're supporting you or they're completely degrading you, uh, it, it has a psychological effect. It's that simple, you know? So yeah, there's been That's heaps, right, yeah. There's been heaps done that show that the, the opposite side's true as well. You know, if you give someone a compliment and even if they know that you're talking shit, it still makes them feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it still right. makes that's them feel right. good. It's yeah. true. And it works both ways. Yeah. Unfortunately, it works both yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so when <laughs> I started questioning this whole fucking coronavirus thing, when, uh, you remember all the, the, the videos that were coming out of China of people dying in the street really yeah, early falling on. over and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and then it went yeah. to, and then it went to Italy and they had a few hospitals that were full and yeah. all these, and, and then they just disappeared. All these videos just mm-hmm. disappeared. And I thought mm. way back then, mm. I was like, why the hell? Where? Why isn't this happening everywhere? Like literally everywhere. There was Anywhere no... else. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But but it, it seems to work. Like here we are a year later and we're still treating it like it is the same thing. The exact same thing. Mm. Well, it's prop. Well, propaganda in China is huge. So that's, and I mean, they call it, I mean, Trump calls it the China flu. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, that's all that was personally. Uh, (laughs) But um, especially in Italy, um, this might be interesting for you to know, the the, um, Minister of Health, um, the advisor, Minister, I can't remember the title, but something to do with the Minister of Health over in Italy, um, he openly came out and said that 94% of the deaths that were actually attributed to coronavirus were not, attributed to coronavirus 94 percent um there's a book called coronavirus false alarm facts and figures um and that's where i got the information from and when i double checked it um he openly says it. i can't remember his name but like i say if you just look look it up italian health minister says 94 percent of deaths you know weren't attributed to coronavirus something will come up yeah and um that's really important for people to understand because that's all we heard for like three months straight was just you know italy 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 and it's just like it, then it comes out that oh hang on actually not and that's like we're not talking about just some crazy cat we're talking about the, <laughs> the some it- italian advisor to the ministry of health something like that it's someone in the know um so yeah. like i say i mean they're the inf- they're the bits of information i get and i just go like but again i understand that people don't know like don't know that so it's really hard for me to be very you know very headstrong within my perspective uh, you know perceptions of what's going on but also be you know, kind and considerate for those that do not do anywhere near as much ridiculous research <laughs> as I do. Like it drives me mental how much I do it, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing. I get uh, attached with mm. something and you know, I would just research the shit out of that until I get sick of it. And <laughs> and like yeah. I was saying, uh, yeah. this coronavirus thing, it, 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 it definitely got the better of me. I, I got sick of it and I couldn't do it anymore. Mm. I couldn't do it anymore. But yeah, yeah. Um, but mm, mm. One, one of the things that has driven me insane the whole time is that, so I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast all the time. He bangs on about it all the fucking time. Yep. All the time. Yep. Like the rest yep. of the world, I listen to Joe Rogan. So sue me. Anyways, <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. he, he talks about, <laughs> he talks about like 
looking after yourself, taking your vitamins, doing exercise, mm-hmm. and fucking all that sort of shit. Yep. And I completely agree with him. What gets me is mm. that no government anywhere in the world, no health authority anywhere in the world, is taking that stance mm. about how you can reduce comorbidity factors, which is a huge, a, a huge part of whether Factor, you're going to yeah. de- deal with coronavirus mm. if if you're poor mm. and unfortunate to get it in the first place. You know, it, um, mm. it was like eighty mm. percent or something of of uh, people that died from it early on in in. America were overweight. Uh, further, 70, 75 or more percent were had 2.6 mm. comorbidity factors. So th- that's overweight yep. and something else, like diabetes or something. You know, and this all plays mm. into mm. it. Like, why, why haven't these health authorities been telling us to look after ourselves? Why hasn't it been a big, a big awakening for so many people all around the world to start looking after themselves. Like, make sure you get enough fucking sunshine, eat the right foods. Like, there's just, it's just been silent. And it's, and it's fucking crazy. Because not only will it help if you, Mm. if you are unfortunate enough to get (coughs) coronavirus or or whatever, but it will help you Mm. in your day-to-day life in every way. And Mm. it's just silence. Mm. Absolute silence about it. Mm. I just, I don't get it. Yeah, well, that's where I guess a lot of conspiracy theories come out. And, um, you know, like one one example is, you know, not only are you saying that they're silent, I actually disagree with that. I think they're actually being completely the opposite of, of, of health because now they're actually trying to say that it's okay to be fat. Oh, yeah. Really, that's what they're saying. We have... So, so they're not even. It's now not even a silence. It's actually like, no, we're not. We're not just going to let you do what you want. We're actually going to tell you that it's okay to be overweight. It's okay to be obese, and we're actually going to, you know, make make out that it's it's a virtue. You know that you should be fat. And you should be proud of your body. Sure, um, people you know, are and it's just sad because. That's right. That's exactly right. And it's like, so it's not silence. It's actually, it's, it's gone the complete opposite direction. Like it's just, it's, it's, and, and this is, I agree with you. It's like, it's, you got to go, well, what is actually going on here? Because if we know that being obese, is not healthy, why are we actually celebrating it now? What, what, what is the actual reason as to why, whether you want to say it's politically, whether you want to say it's, you know, corruption of health, why are they now actually promoting that being overweight is is celebrated? Why that, that you should actually strive to be the fattest you can ever be? And and that's where the conspiracy theories come from because there's a lot where th- there's a lot of content to them that actually, you know, are very sound and valid. Um, you know, and this is where it's it's a very, very um, you know, it's a very what would you say? Bizarre kind of situation that we're kind of being faced with where the pharmaceuticals are wanting to inject people with vaccines to protect them, you know, from a virus that the vaccines don't really do much for, they don't really know much about, and they're completely experimental. But then on the contrary, with things that we actually can straight away fix up like that, they're going the opposite direction. And I I heard a doctor the other day, he just said, at the end of the day, if they cure anything, there's no money for, you know, and money runs the world. I don't care what anyone thinks. People can just openly say that, oh, you know, you really think that people are out to hurt you. And it's like, like, there are a lot of people out there that run mega billion dollar industries that are predicated on nothing but abuse, hurt, um, you know, and, and causing, 
causing harm. Like, if, if you don't believe that, you've been living under a rock. Like, I don't know why we think that all that kind of just stopped happening within the last century. You know, it's it's the, the, the best trick the devil ever played on humanity was actually think that the people in charge actually care about us, yeah. you know, because um, they just don't. They just don't. They really, really do not. So, yeah, I mean, I've got my own perspectives, um, you know, on, on, on all these situations, you know, and I said to my wife, like, a lot of people have their opinions on the global warming. A lot of their, you know, a lot of people have opinion on on health, um, opinions when it comes to um, vaccines, uh, when it comes to this, you know, populized, uh, you know, overpopulated world and everything of the sort. And the one thing that I've found throughout my research is that it's all intertwined. The same people that run everything, like even the BLM, everything of the sort, it's all intertwined. It's all intertwined. And they portray it to us as if to make out that, it's, it's actually for a good cause, just like the vaccines, you know, just like global warming, just like making sure we control the population of the world, everything of the sort. And there's always an agenda behind it. Um, and usually money is the core substance that, that's actually behind it all. Um, yeah, and you can find that out with with independent research. Yeah, and it doesn't take much either. But you, if you mention it, no, you right. you are labelled a conspiracy theorist and cast into the wind. I mean, like, yeah, um, like, like the 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 Wuhan fucking level four fucking disease factory that they've got over there. Laboratory. Yep. Yeah, the mm. the lab over there. Mm. If anyone mentioned that. Even now, if anyone mentions it, it's just like, holy fucking, uh, you, you're racist, you're mm. fucking, you're, yeah, every every mm. bad thing you could imagine, and <coughs> and no one wants to question it. No one wants to question it at all. Where it came from is one of the, mm. the, the biggest things that health authorities need to do when it comes to uh, an outbreak in disease. They need to know where it came from so mm. they can study how it mm. passed to fucking humans. And... Mm. We just mm. we've just left it up to the CCP of all fucking governments, the CCP, to tell us that it it came from Australian steak at one stage. What the fuck? Like mm. really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah the consp- yeah, yeah, the conspiracy theories. Uh, I know some of them are, are quite out there, but mm. I don't. I really don't think that people should be silenced for asking que- simple questions S- simple questions is well i, I got banned from, i got banned from a community page the other day just for simply t- talking the truth about my my friend and the false article they banned me i haven't been reinstated yet <laughs> and they know that i was telling the truth <laughs> it's a bizarre world we live in man like it's it's bizarre like you know it shows the integrity of people these days though that they can't go oh shit maybe i was actually wrong i should uh, probably apologize and reinstate the poor bugger you know, but so, it's it's just it's a bizarre world. Yeah. So speaking about your mate again, um, I actually yep. seen this morning there was a a thing that came up. You know, pages that might interest you, sort of part. So I'm not on yep. this page, but and it was about your mate, and it was posted. I think like it was like 20 minutes old, and there was people calling for him to go to jail and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, I know. Yep. And this bizarre. is this is just bizarre. This is, this is new. Like this is a new post just this morning, <laughs> and it's already come out that it uh, that it didn't happen and all this sort of stuff. And it's it's like, uh, and and this is the issue. Like when when mainstream media picks a story up and they run it, 
that's the narrative, whether it's true or not. They can mm. retract and they can do... It doesn't matter. It does, no one reads a retracting statement. Like, fucking... Mm. And, mm. And, mm. and stories saying that the government were, were mistaken or wrong or whatever, they never get circulated like an outrage where he had a party mm. while he had fucking coronavirus. Like, that's, that's going to spread like yeah. wildfire and the mainstream media know it. That's right. And... That's right. I don't... It just seems like... I don't know fucking clicks that's all it is it's clicks well that's right and, and the thing that i thought about the other day as well is i'm going you know like people can make up what they want about whether it was an honest mistake and if it is that there should be an apology if it was sure. purposely done well then i understand i understand why they, they want to cover their asses but the one thing that i thought about was that if that was the actual outbreak wouldn't you actually want to keep it under the table because the, the question i asked is is where did the virus actually come from for my the original friend on, on the Wednesday to get it? Yeah. If we've got no cases or the cases that we have is in quarantine, it shows that we have lack of security around our quarantine and it's not working. Yeah, and this is where I go, but people don't go, well, hang on. That's right. No one thinks that though. They just go, oh, this guy, you know, he had a party rah rah. And I'm going, why would the government want to come out and actually produce a story that now they've retracted, won't apologize for? But no one's actually going, well, what's, what happened? Like, where, where did we go from everything was okay, quarantine, everything's good, to all of a sudden it's been broken out into the community and it's, you know, and it's spread everywhere. It's like, that's just information I just would think if I was in that sort of position, um, unless everyone's lives were at threat, which they're not, um, I'd just try to keep it on the lowdown and, and, and you try to cover it's there, you know. <laughs> it's just... It's just like so. It's just so back to front. It doesn't make any sense to me. Eh? It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So yeah. the so the contact tracing. Where where do they think that he picked it up from? Like if if he's even got. That's it. a good question. I never asked that. Yeah. Yeah. So so my my uh, my they're both my friends. The guy. They, I mean, they're in the same sure, hospital room sure. together. Um. Yeah. So I don't know where the original friend got. The, the flu from i got uh, i got no idea um absolutely no clue i haven't asked i, I probably will ask him now that yeah. you've asked me the yeah, question yeah. so i can um find out but um because but cause... i mean this is where it gets back to it's like if they even got it you know like because yeah. if we're using the pcr test and we know that it can be fraudulent like you know it's 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 a very very skeptical um kind of yeah situation in my opinion it's well very... th well that's why i asked because you know you're talking about um there's has to be, there has to be really has to be a breakdown in security or something that for for this virus to potentially get out or get out or did mm. he just have the flu and get tested as a as a good civilian if you want to call it that did he yeah. just get tested yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. gone holy fuck we need to do oh. something here and we'll just blame this guy yeah. and then you yeah know, like what and I haven't mm, seen mm. anything about it. Like, I, uh, I watched the... No, that's right, because that's not the story. Yeah, no. That's, that's what you said. Like, I agree. It's a psyop. Yeah. It's, it's like, rather than actually dealing with the situation, if it's true, we'll just put him as the fall guy and we'll just let him cop all this yeah. abuse. That he's yes. And he's, like you've just said, he's still copping it yeah. after he's come out and cleared his name. Yeah. It's just like... Because I, I watched, <laughs> I watched the, uh, the, the press conference there this morning with the, health, the Queensland Health Minister and... and What's her name? Pallet Jack. Pallet Jay. Um, so, yeah. so, and, and, and they didn't, and they didn't mention how he got it or, or they didn't, 
They did. They didn't mm. say anything about him. Actually, they didn't. They didn't. Like you said, there's no been no, no. apology. There, mm. I, I don't know. It just. It just seems really. Un- well, if you remember the last one as well. Um, yeah, well, if you remember the last one where um, we had the last shutdown with the bourbon, uh, they openly came out and said it was a security guard worker working yeah. in quarantine. So they knew where that one came from. Yeah. They knew where that came from. But with all this contact tracing, we haven't heard anything about where the original mate of mine actually got it from. And maybe, you know, they, and maybe they will, but they haven't yet. And it seems to me like if this was as big as they're making it out to be, they probably should know where it come from that that's right that should have been the more important priority than blaming a guy over false information yeah that's exactly right yes and, and, and the authorities have to be held accountable for that like that's why i go people are not holding our governments accountable for their stuff up so now look i understand people stuff up but you can't blatantly stuff up that bad and then go well i'm not issuing an apology that's no. what i just got told and it's like yes. It doesn't matter what you got told. The person should be reprimanded and he should be suffering consequences. It's it's just that simple. Not only that, like, you know, yes, the the media got this fucking press release, whatever it was, from Queensland Health. But I think if they're going to vilify someone like that, the person that's going to be vilified should at least have a phone call. Maybe, you know... Did this actually happen? Did you really have a fucking yeah, party sure. waiting for your COVID Have a party? Test? Like, yeah. I don't know. It just <laughs> seems like a lack. Uh, like, sure, mistakes happen. Like you said, mistakes happen. Um, someone wrote down mm, a wrong number. Mm. Someone read a wrong fucking date. Mm. Whatever. But feel like it should mm. be a little bit more mm, in depth with under, the investigation. Uh, under the covers a bit. Sure. Sure. That's right. Yeah. There has to be there has to be an investigation before you come out and start making these bold claims that you knew full well was going to cause a lot of anxiety and oh, yeah. panic and you know hate. Yeah, it's just it's really it shows incompetency in my opinion. Yeah. It just shows incompetence everywhere, everywhere yeah. though, everywhere. Mm. I'm not mm. just talking about mm. Queensland right. Health or mainstream media or any anything. Mm. Either. I mean everywhere. It's just the whole system. Yes, yeah, the whole system is flawed. Yeah. So, yeah, um. What are you doing to try and protect yourself, if you will? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Just living no, life? Not really. You haven't um, changed anything? Basically, mate. No, seriously, I haven't. Um, obviously, when it first came out, you know, I, I, I obviously thought it was something to be worried about. Um, oh, mate, it probably took petrified. about six months before. I was petrified when it first yeah, came yeah. out. They told me 10% of the world was going to die. I thought, holy fuck, this is real. We're going to well, get zombies yeah, here. That's, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, even in China with those video footage of um, them dropping in the street, they were welding people shut into their homes. Yeah. You know, there's footage of them, like, with a welder out, like, literally welding them in, into their homes. And, you know, obviously it was confronting. Uh, but after six months, well, I think it was actually Scott Morrison. He said something about, I think everyone, everywhere was shut down, but schools were going to remain open because kids, um, you know, weren't at risk of, at, of dying from the virus. But the whole reason why he shut everything down was to stop the infection. Mm. And as I said originally when we first started, kids are like a little festival of, of germs. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to possibly take it, it's the kids. And I said, he, he's gone from one extreme of saying we're stopping the infection to flatten the curve. That's where that whole flatten the curve came out. So now basically saying, well, those that aren't susceptible to death, well, they can still go out to school. And it's like, but then what about the teachers? And, and that's where it was the first kind of thing for me. And it actually came up as a memory on my, on my Facebook that was basically around April, I think it was. 
uh, April or May. And, and that's where I, I kind of went, wow, back then I was even like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. They can't, you know, they don't know what their left hand's doing with their right. So, um, like I say, I when I came to that, and I sta- that's when I started looking into it. Um, and the more I looked into it, the more I just went, Look, there might be this SARS-CoV-2, but I don't think it's any more dangerous necessarily for someone like myself than the regular flu. Um, you know, and trust me, if anyone's got a, a compromised immune system, it's me. I've been crook for the last eight months. It's been ridiculous how sick I've been. Um, had had massive insomnia, um, literally uh, couldn't sleep, which was obviously bad because I drive for a living. Um, multiple tonsillitis. Um, I've had multiple sinus infections. I was having nosebleeds, you know, three times a day for 10 minutes and um, that was pretty scary because you think your brain's half yeah. about to fall out you know so yeah it wasn't it wasn't pleasant um, i got all that sorted now it's just yeah you know, like i say a bit of tonsillitis and whatnot but um so what was that yeah but it, it definitely so i look to be honest i'll be honest with you i actually think it was one what i was reading um and two the stresses of where i thought this could possibly go and to be honest my perceptions of where this has gone has actually gone in the direction where i thought it would go Uh um you know i think that i think it's going to come into full fruition over the next five to ten years but um that just depends on how quickly they start you know ramping up the the situation i mean in i can't remember the book i read but had to do with the nazis again and they said that when hitler realized that he was losing the war rather than kind of retracting all of his resources and kind of you know really working on getting more resources than going back out to do what he did he ended up just ramping up the killings like he just went just mag like just magnified the killings just let's just slaughter everyone we can and that's where I kind of think is going to happen in this situation. The more that people start waking up and, you know, start going, hang on, something's a bit fishy here or it's not as important as we really, you know, are told to and I'm sick of wearing masks and I don't want to get the vaccine, they're going to start actually implementing it at a more exact, you know, at a more amplified rate because if they don't, they're not going to get to their core, you know, um, you know conclusion of where they want to be. And um, I mean, I think I read somewhere the other day that in a couple of months, they reckon they're going to be you know, basically announcing that we have to have a vaccine passport to fly. Um, you know. So they're rolling that out so in a few countries now. I think uh, England's looking now, at it. Now, that's right. Um, New York, New yeah. York in, in the States is, is yep. uh, mm-hmm. I think they might have implemented it. Not 100% mm-hmm. on that one, mm-hmm. but I know, I know they were looking at it as well. Um, that's that seems like a pretty big invasion of privacy if you ask me but you know that's right and and see and this is the stuff that i was reading up on um i obviously have read a little bit on the nazis the soviet union Mao's china and that um and that's just because you know history if you don't know history we're doomed to repeat it so i was like well i don't want to repeat history myself so i'm gonna i'm gonna read up on it and i think that what i actually realized through my readings and obviously what was going on in the world because you know my perspective of bill gates is you know we can get into that topic um but my my the content that i was taking in was actually really really affecting me consciously um and i think that's where a lot of my insomnia and anxiety came from because i could see the similarities between these regimes that killed millions of people uh, blatantly but now we're seeing a kind of regime that if there is a SARS-CoV-2 and it's as dangerous as it is, there's scepticism as to whether it was accidental, whether it was purposely or whether it was just a natural born disease. But we've also got these vaccines now that you see my video where I've openly showed you the very initial start, start, there's deaths and there's been adverse reactions and multiple whistleblowers have come out and said that 
these vaccines mightn't kill you straight away, but they will eventually. And whether you want to believe that or not, you don't have to, but that's information coming from people that are whistleblowing. There's no advantage to them saying that if it's not true. They're warning people not to kill themselves, basically. Mm -hmm. Their whole careers get destroyed and everything of the sort. And I saw that if it goes down that path and that's that kind of situation is correct, it's a bioweapon that's very, very, very quiet. It's a quiet killer. And people won't really be waking up to it until everyone sort of drops dead. So this is what I kind of said to my wife. I was like, well, I, I actually believe that these vaccines mightn't kill people drastically straight from the get-go, but everyone's going to start dropping off very quickly after they've got majority of the world vaccinated. Because I believe that that's actually their plan, especially with Bill Gates and all the backgrounds with him. I mean, geez, like... I trust Bill Gates with what he says. And if that's the case, well, then you have to believe that he wants to kill a lot of people. Otherwise, sure. if you listen to what he says and you don't, and if you don't believe him, well, then you don't have to believe him. But I listen to what he says and I actually believe he says what, it, you know, he means what he says. So obviously you can imagine that someone that was really, really meditating on this day and night, um, I just honestly think it started affecting my health. So I stopped reading it basically. <laughs> And, and it worked, so, hey, it worked. It, it, uh. But I mean, see, you, you, you noticed that, you took action against it. How many people mm. haven't? How many people are just watching the nightly news and then doom scrolling through their news feed and, and reading the, mm. and re mm. reiterating the same facts over and over again and just thinking mm. this thing is going to fucking decimate us all? Yeah, well... Well, I was thinking about that the other night, and um, it's funny you actually say that because the kind of the psycho the psyop psychological thing I came up with was the reason why it hit me so hard is because I believe the authorities that are running the show don't care about me, no. whereas the people that actually believe that this coronavirus is real and it's affecting the world how they portray it, they still believe the authorities are looking after them. So they actually, to some degree, believe that by giving up their freedom, they're actually protected by the government. Whereas I have no faith in my government. That's actually the problem. So it's kind of like I'm a lone wolf with a family. You know what I mean? And it's like, holy crap, like this is a big realisation that I, I might, if, if things plan out the way they that they may, um, I might be my own by myself with my family. And unfortunately, there's pros and cons to that. But that's where I go, yeah, predominantly the people that are worried about the coronavirus still have the safety net of the government and the authorities and the health officials doing what they perceive is protecting them. Whereas I'm actually saying, yeah, no, they're actually harming us. You know, they're harming us. And that puts you in a perspective where, like I say, you go outside today without a mask, geez, you'll probably get all the Karens, you know, starting oh, to use sure. you for not. For, for sure. Not for mask. sure. So, yeah. Mm. Um, with, yeah, you mentioned the government. With, how, how much <laughs> money can they spend? How much money can they print before it starts affecting? those people that still have faith in in the people that are looking after them you know you only have to look mm. at countries that are operating now venezuela is a perfect example if you keep printing money Shocking. like mm. we are we're going to end up there that's what happens that's right um, that's right yep 100 percent. yeah where does it end and not only that like um, well, actually, Archer, where where do you see this this going? Where do where do you think it it, it ends? Like, how how yeah. does this finish? Oh, just quickly, I'll, just sure. just quickly sure. on that Venezuela. This, I, I wonder if um you you know this that they actually um, implemented a law that brought down the deaths of um, child starvation. 
And the law was is that doctors were not allowed to say that a child had died died from starvation. <laughs> That's actually how they fixed their. Pro- I'm serious, dead set. That's how they fix their law. That doesn't surprise. That's so all these kids are socialism still for you. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, let's get into socialism. Yeah, that's just interesting. I thought, you know, because you've read up on the Venezuela. Um, look, personally, I think, um, look, I don't know whether you can see behind me, but I'll grab. But this is a book that I recommend people reading. Um, and basically, this is written by Klaus Schwab, um, endorsed by Bill Gates, and that's the World Economic Forum. And that whole book is predicated on saying that we're going into a communist, socialist, whatever you want to call it, globalist um, society, uh, predicated on COVID-19 being the Great Reset. That's where our starting point is because this is where, like in the book, I've, I've actually highlighted things. It's just outrageous. Like they're saying, you know, COVID-19's destroyed the economy. That's not true. The government's destroyed the, the economy because they keep shutting it down. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's what I'm saying. When I read that book, nothing really seems to get past me. But... This is what I'm saying. Reading that book, and these are the people that are running the world, okay? You would have heard a lot of the world leaders say, you know, build back better and the Great Reset and whatever. It's all predicated off this book, all predicated off it. And um, that whole book, yeah, is is predicated on a globalist, socialist uh, world economy that um, has a kind of like a credit system like China does now where they control all your funds. Everyone's on the same funds. No one will work. No one will own anything. You'll all be happy. Um, most of the jobs are going to be taken over via, um, you know, robots, so to speak, mm-hmm. which that shows the complete fallacious claim that they're trying to do what's best for the environment because it has to be powered by something. And even if it's electricity, again, it has to be um, powered by something. And, um, yeah, so my personal opinion is is that they're going to vaccinate as many people as they can. Whatever happens, happens. Those that don't get vaccinated, they're going to be ridiculed, ostracised, cut off from the governing body. Um, you won't be on the welfare when it gets to that point. Uh, but at the current time, I mean, like, I've got kids. We can't send them to the childcare because we don't vaccinate them. It would cost us $1,800 when the third kid comes along to send them um, to childcare for a week. If you get the childcare subsidy because you vaccinate them, all of a sudden it's only about 250 bucks. Mm. So we're already in this system. We're already in this system where people are being held accountable to their um, own health um, decisions. But honestly, it's either you're going to go into these these regimes or you're not. And what they do with you, I don't necessarily think they, they're going to start exterminating people. I think we've kind of, I think we have kind of gone past that point that even though people, um, you know, may be happy to have those that don't vaccinate with this COVID-19 vaccine, you know, cut off from society, I don't think they're going to be for, you know, mass extermination of them, um, you know, but at the same time, they will, there will be a division. There will be a division. And what comes of that? Well, geez, only time will tell personally, um, but it's not going to look good. We're going to, all the money's going to disappear. We are all going to become communist societies. It's all going to be politically correct. Anyone can be anyone because of the postmodernist movement where they don't believe in science anymore. It's all predicated on power. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a very bleak future and it's very scary with my kids, but you know, the only thing that I can do is um, basically, you know, try to teach them to be formidable and stand up for what what's true and what's correct, you know, so. That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> well, I mightn't be right. That's the, you know, keep keep that in mind. I might be completely way off. But, yeah, the, th- you know, the thing um, with it is, I, yeah. I uh, yeah, outline this plan and, you know, you look around and it's, like you said, it's happening. Um, 
whether mm, whether mm. it comes to fruition in in you know twenty years, fifty years, a hundred years. That's right. Yeah. Well, well, the Soviet Union took a number of years. Yeah, mm. but it, it's definitely marching that mm. way. And mm. Mm. the other thing is, like, anyone that's read anything about a socialist or communist country, eventually they run out of money, and the people that suffer people are, die. Yeah. The 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 mm. the population is the one that suffers. The mm. the, the people in charge mm. they 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 tend to to swing from web to web, if you will, you know, mm. largely unaffected unless you know the population mm. rises up and overthrows the government. You know. Well, that's right. See, and and this is where the left the left are for socialism and the right are more conservative and want the freedom. And what's so bizarre about this concept, and and no one's actually said this, is that. If the left want to actually dispossess the power hierarchy by giving back to the dispossessed, I don't know why they're going to give the government more power and think that that solves the problem. Yeah, it's completely incompatible with their logic, and that's unfortunately what most most leftists are. They, they have no they have no logic, you know. But I've said that I've just gone if they actually knew what they were supporting, they're going to realise that they're going to be like for whatever reason they have this concept in their head that if we support socialism, my life's going to be better, and it's like. What makes you think you're part of the hierarchy that's going to actually be in possession of what you weren't? You're going to be further dispossessed than what you already are. It's like you know, but they don't they don't comprehend that. The the cancel culture that's getting around. One of my mates, he has a YouTube channel, and he's he's copping it right now actually because mm, he mm. he is um, he loves guns. He's a, a big supporter. He, yep. he he wishes guns were in Australia, um, and. He, he loves them. Uh, his hobby, his, he, he loves shooting. Um, oh, he only loves them because he wants to shoot people. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he, he he's copping it bad at the moment. And I keep I've, – mm. I've brought up to him, like, who are the people making these decisions? Like, the people that are supporting cancel culture right now are going to wake up one day and they're going to be cancelled because they are not the ones that are making the decisions. Decisions, yeah. They're, right. they're going mm. to say something one day that the people that are making the mm. decisions aren't going to like, and they'll be gone, mm. and mm. they won't have anyone to fucking mm. stand up mm. for them. Um, I'm, I, mm. if, if we had a... Uh, uh, oh, what do you call it? If, so... I wish we had freedom of speech. So I know we have implied freedom yep. of speech according to the UN and all that sort of fucking horseshit, but it's not written in our laws that we have freedom of speech. No, we don't have a Bill of Rights. No, mm-hmm. and, I, and mm-hmm. I really wish we did. I really, really wish yeah, we did. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Because when it comes to yeah. things things like this, you know, you, you can see it, and in, in you can see it in America, and but the, the divide between Australian people on on any facebook page you mm. want to go to it's it, mm. it's glaring it's mm. you know, it's mm. crazy and people people are scared to say what they want or, or and express their feelings how they f- like how they actually feel be- because they'd be fucking ridiculed fucking but that's right it. isn't it it's funny that that's right it's like people are scared to speak the truth because they're going to be ridiculed but the people that are happy to speak their own mind generally comes in the form of abuse. But, but it's and here we are trying to teach our kids respect and everything of the sort, and that's that's our society. It's just weird. 
but it doesn't even have to be an, a, a, a differing opinion. Like, it, it can be actually a genuine question, and people will jump yeah, on them. okay. And yep. it's fucking bizarre, man. It is bizarre. Like You get massacred. Yeah. Mm. If, you, if, you re- if mm. you're really genuine, genuinely interested in whether the vaccine is safe, um, you know, the, the tests that have been done, the, and you post that mm. on Facebook, mm. you won't get a fucking answer. You'll get abused. And you might actually, <laughs> you might actually want to know, yeah. but it won't matter. Yeah, it doesn't that's matter. Right. That's where mm. we are as mm. as a society, mm. not just here in Australia or America. That's everywhere. Mm. That is everywhere. Yeah, well, and that's right. And see, when when I a really good book um, is a Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. His story is absolutely phenomenal. Um, just just quickly, he was actually a prisoner of war. No, sorry, prisoner of his own country. Um, but he was a general in the army for, for for the Soviet Union, and he actually said that he goes through how they did the arrests, what they did, um, and it's absolutely grotesque and disgusting the things that these people went through and he actually had to write two copies of a three volume book um basically off the top of his head and uh through him being in these camps he actually got one out to america Um, it got published and america came in and basically that's what um destroyed the entire union because the world found out about what was actually going on it's a very very incredible story and but that's the that's the power of speech that's the power of speech that we're talking like i'm i'm passionate about i go this is one guy like the soviet union killed he in his estimate in his estimate 100 million people 100 million people and everyone was no one knew about it and he wrote and it wasn't like he had like pen and paper given to him by the guards like you got to think about the circumstances of how he actually had to get this information out. And one of the copies, um, it got intercepted and burnt, and the author actually killed herself because she thought that, you know, they were going to come after her or um, that she'd really let, you know, Alexander Solzhenitsyn down because it was the only copy. Um, like, that's how tense these times were. But what he actually was saying regarding the freedom of speech and everything was that there was this hostility. There was this hostility between just two groups, whether it was left and right, the rich or the poor, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. And he said, but what ended up happening was is that the dehumanisation allowed the governments to actually get on board with one of the sides, and that's what instigated these laws of you can't say this, you can't do that, hate crime, all this crap, all this nonsense. And the the very um, primitive law that was kind of the, you know, the the primary, um, I guess, foundation for this was freedom of speech began to be censored. Uh, Viktor Frankl says the same about the Nazis. You know, Jordan Peterson went into Canada because they tried to mandate speech. You know, and he said, he goes like, I know where this leads. The second that you start mandating speech and, and telling people what they, they have to say, not necessarily what they can't say, but what they have to say, it ain't ending up well. Well, that was five years ago, and I can't really say we've gone any better. No. You know, and this is where... they. And, 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 the, and the catalyst of that was Solzhenitsyn and Victor, Victor Frankl. They both said that it, was, that it got to the point um, of where it became a you know, catastrophic event because people kept lying to themselves. They kept lying or they didn't allow the people that wanted to speak truth to actually speak truth. And that's unfortunately where we're at at the moment with what you've just said. And that's why it's so scary. You know, if I speak the truth about my mate and I can't post it on on a Kalanga neighbourhood, surrounding neighbourhood community page and I get banned for a month, like, 
you have to say something's really going on here, you know. Uh, but that's example. the scary aspects of it. Perfect yeah, example. that's right. That, but that's the scary aspect. Yeah, for sure. Scary aspects of, of it. And, and these are the people that actually lived through those times where millions of people were actually killed, you know. Um, scary times, I think, are ahead, yeah. So like I said, you've pretty well scared the fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm going to get... So I'm going to take a fucking turn here. And um, what do you... I know yeah, you're yeah, a, go for it. I know you're a carnivore. I've seen you on a couple of pages that I'm on, uh, carnivore recipes. Yep. I think you posted one on there yesterday, maybe. So, what's your diet? No, I haven't posted any recipes of yet. Haven't you? Maybe you just made a comment. No, not then. yet. Not yet. Maybe it was just a comment. Yeah, maybe. I, I have. I do follow a few of the pages. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what's your, what's what does uh, what does your diet look like? And does your family follow it? Yeah. Look. Yeah, so this is what's interesting. I got onto the carnival diet because of Jordan Peterson's daughter, Michaela. Um, I heard her story, heard Jordan Peterson's story. Yeah, well, there you go. And um, she obviously had all these autoimmune deficiencies and you name it. And my wife has repeatedly um, had this thyroid problem that she she just can't put on weight. It's not like she loses weight, but it's like she stays at a weight that just, you know, she isn't happy with and she'd like to be a bit, you know, a bit have a bit more beef on her, so to speak. And, um, and I said to her, I said, well, look, Jordan Peterson said that, you know, he lost weight. I, I was about 97 kilo. And I said, look, I, I'd like to lose some weight. And I said, look, you may as well try it for a month and see if, if it fixes up your thyroid. And um, it didn't necessarily fix up her thyroid, but she did feel better. Um, she actually felt better. I felt like I had so much more energy, lost about 10 kilo within like a month and a bit. Nice work. Um, felt the best I'd ever felt. Yeah, yeah. But... As for what my diet looks like, it's completely batshit boring. Um, <laughs> I, um, I I actually really enjoy cooking. Um, you know, I, I you know would say that I'm I'm pretty skilled in the kitchen for for an amateur. Uh, but literally, my whole yeah my whole diet consisted of just steak and veggies for a month. Um, I'd come home from I'd fast. I I get up for work at three a.m. I'd fast until about twelve thirty. Um, I'd come home, have a steak, veggies, and then at night I'd have a steak and, and veggies, and that's what I honestly did for for literally a month and a bit. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah so, nice. Very boring, very, very boring. <laughs> so I've I've always had um, reflux issues. What do you call that? And yeah, anyway, okay, yeah. So yeah. Um, tried all the fucking medications and just like the you know antiacids and all that sort of fucking shit and they're just crap i didn't want to fucking eat one of those every time i wanted to drink of water right so Mm, mm, i fucking mm. i learned about this thing and i was like fuck it i'm gonna do this carnuary thing uh carnivore january and i've done it and yeah that completely went away like other than that no other Mm. health issues but that completely went away. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so I was like, mm. fuck yeah, this is this is pretty good. And then mm. I noticed I was waking up just naturally, 4 a.m. every day. And yep. actually yep. woke up. Like that was mm. that was not mm. something that I would ever consider. On the same, yep. Never would have considered yeah. it. And now it's just like, mm. yep, wake up, get up, and you know, Get on with it, yeah. While yeah. I'm at home, I don't. But while I'm at work, I go out to the gym. I go and and yeah, it's just fucking great. I've got like you said, mm, mm. Heap, heaps of energy. Um, unfortunately, my my fucking diet looks pretty pretty uh, boring as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. But see, this is what's interesting. 
it's interesting because if if we can agree that you know maybe we were meant to just eat meat and you know eat, eat a little bit of veg here there and everywhere back in you know like the primitive days well then their diet was going to be pretty boring too wasn't it <laughs> Like, they didn't have all the, you know, bells and whistles that we're so used to. I think I think we only call it boring because there's no sugar in it, though. Right? Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you think about all the colourful shit and desserts and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's all fucking sugar. Yeah. Mm, mm. But, yeah. yeah that's so, right, it is. And sugar's, sugar's not good. Yeah. No, no. I mm. cut sugar out of my diet a hell of a long time ago. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, thanks for coming on. Fucking really appreciate it. Like, not I said, a problem, mate. Um, I will be. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I will definitely be keeping in contact with you. <laughs> no, much appreciated, mate. Um, what's your um? I'll, I'll definitely message you because I'm also a leather. I'm a leather tradesman, and I make stock whips. And you seem like the sort of bloke that would um, yeah, yeah, like a sure. like a present. So I'll I'll get you. I'll get your dress off you and I'll, I'll make you one and send it out to you. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be mad, actually. That'd be yeah. fucking awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> where, can we, where can we find you? Uh, you? You said that you were banned off Facebook um, or something. Uh, YouTube, brother? Uh, YouTube, yeah. So you can find me on BitChute uh, as Tommy Martin. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get onto Rumble, but I can't seem to upload the videos. But if I get that sorted out, yeah, I'll be on Rumble as well. Um, but that's all really I do at the moment. Uh, you can go onto my Instagram. I post a little bit there, which is just Tom Martin, one word with one M. Um, and yeah, that's basically all me. Basically, yeah. Yeah, right. Thank you very much. Too easy. Not a problem. All right. Till next time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> see you, mate. See you later. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, see you next time. Keep it real.